Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. At a troubling time in his life, London musician Ben Hemming decided to take a musical pilgrimage around the United States, picking up an old guitar and a pawn shop along the way and landing somewhere in Nashville, where he had an epiphany that changed his musical career. Now, several years later, he's set to release his fifth album, Marked Man. Ben joins us in this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about that experience and this new record. Good evening, Ben. Welcome to the podcast. Great. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us today. You are, uh, I believe, in London. Is that correct? I am. I'm in London. It's about um, seven over here. Yeah. Just, just uh, bit of a bit of overcast day, but that's pretty typical for London. Well, we have that here in, in Virginia, in the United States. So we're sharing the weather today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it snowed yesterday, of all things, um, which wow. is such an odd thing Random. for us. Uh, here in the spring but um well it's good to have you on has london uh been home for you your whole life um so i've been here for like maybe 10 15 years um but i'm originally from like a a a town in called worcester which is kind of near it's the midlands which is sort of near wales yeah some other countryside sort of place really sure okay did you grow yeah. up with music? Was that uh, something that was in your family? When when did when did the music bug hit you as a child or a younger person? Um, I guess like there's there's I've got an uncle who's in, in a jazz band. Um, that's the only real that's the only <laughs> real musical connection, I suppose. Really, um, I guess I started playing guitar when I was like uh, fifteen, around that sort of age. Okay, so. Um, yeah, and then around that time, I kind of just really got into a lot of music. And as soon as I started to learn how to play, I kind of started to learn how to write as well. It was mm. all kind of mm-hmm. came sort of at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, since then, really, it's kind of been, yeah, pretty, pretty pom- prominent in my life, I should say. Yeah. Did you dabble in bands or have you always been a, a solo artist? I have been in a few bands in the past, which have always kind of gone kaput for <laughs> ridiculous reasons, mm. like girlfriends falling out with each other, so <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. And um, and um, that kind of made me realise if I ever wanted any kind of longevity in the industry, I kind of needed to branch out and go solo, really. Mm. And since since that happened, it's. I've never really looked back, but I suppose I've always been uh, quite the sort of main figure in the band as in this turn, as sort of as far as writing is concerned in the bands that I've been in. Yeah. Okay. I I read yeah. in your bio an interesting story on how kind of the um, the inspiration really blossomed for you, and 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 of all places in Nashville in the United States. Mm. If, maybe if you could yeah. tell us that story, I found that very interesting. Yeah, I basically went on a sort of a musical pilgrimage, you could call it, um, just to the States. I sort of 
went to a lot of big sort of music towns like uh, yeah Nashville, Memphis, uh, New Orleans as well, and how, New York and all around. This, this <laughs> now you're making me think. This was probably <laughs> like um, oh, I guess it must have been eight years ago, really. Yeah, okay, all right, go ahead. Uh, maybe a bit longer, um, but um, yeah, and then I kind of. Um, I think it was it was it was um, Nashville when I was on the sort of main street. There was like this busker guy doing this sort of thing with playing sort of um, what looked like a sort of a broomstick or something like that, <laughs> yeah. which I realised was like a diddly bow. I suppose uh-huh. the technical uh-huh. term, like a one string guitar, and it was like playing drums with his feet and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I actually picked up like a cigar box guitar when I was later in the trip when I was in New Orleans and um, sort of took that back with me to the UK. But yeah, it was just like, I wrote a lot of songs on that trip and then I came back to the UK and sort of self-recorded my first album, which really kind of just, you know, propelled things along from there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I just decided to just get out there and do it. And um, yeah, it just kind of, it's funny how you can have like an experience in, just something like that which suddenly gives you a bit more of a different perspective sure yeah yeah had you always been uh or up to that point been interested in blues music was that the thing that you were playing prior to to that trip i suppose like um i was i started off into sort of more kind of indie or rock mm-hmm. but um i kind of started to look back sort of from the roots and i guess whenever you look back from the roots of rock it, it sort of leads you to the blues you know that's, right. all roads lead to the blues right. i think really when it comes to modern music yeah. i think yeah. and um so i guess it it kind of um i was in that process of of sort of sort of going back from the roots into the roots but um that trip sort of crystallized it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of put everything um, together in my mind. And then it was from that point that I kind of, I suppose sort of found a voice. Cause I think that's kind of like one of the most important things in music is to find your own style. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of bands are like, yeah, I really like these artists, but they just try to emulate them rather than, sort of finding their own mm-hmm. path if mm-hmm. that makes sense sure yeah were you able to pursue it at that point as a full-time career um no and i feel like um that's kind of always the the sort of the sort of um thing about music at the moment it's it's kind of like until you get to a certain level it's mm-hmm. kind of you always have to have some sort of side mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. on the go as well because it's just um yeah it's just especially with what's happened with sort of covid a lot of the money has kind of been sucked out of it at right. the lower right. to mid levels you know yeah. so yeah it's it's um it's it's always a bit of a challenge but you know i love it so what kind of outlets do you find works best for you and your music when you do get to play um as in like venues or do you yeah, mean like venues uh you know festivals pubs clubs uh you know street shows that kind of thing yeah i think like i like um obviously festivals are always great 
to play at. But I do like sort of a bit more intimate venues as well. We can have that more direct sort of connection with an audience, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. It, it's funny when you see sort of like stadium rock hacks and you're kind of like, you know, you get a crowd in there, someone sat at the back and it's like watching the band on a, on a big screen. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, so it's, um, I feel that's like the, the crazy other side of it, you know, when, when it's almost, you know, you're just watching sort of ants in the distance, aren't you really? Yeah. So it's I mean, weird. Yeah. I feel that, I feel like, yeah, I feel that's like maybe a bit too far from how things should be. Cause you just don't have that connection, I suppose. With yeah. The, yeah. With the audience. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Um, type of uh, setting that you enjoy the most? Um, I, I don't know, really. I mean, I've had a few weird sort of um, spaces that I've played. I think once I did this gig, um, it was in Finland, of all places. And at the time of the year, it was. It was, uh, they never, they didn't have darkness, basically, because it was summer. Mm. So it was like 10 o'clock at night, but it was like, the sun was out shining on my face yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then it was it was like it was outdoors so there was outside the venue i was playing and then and sort of just just in front of the there was this huge park and there was all people sort of on the park Mm. kind of watching as well Mm -hmm. and the way the park was kind of shaped it was almost like sort of amplifying around the park as well so yeah that was kind of surreal in a way Yeah. yeah We're going to take a quick break from the interview. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. You mentioned earlier that um, you kind of started uh, writing, learning to write at the same time you were learning to Mm. enjoy music. How has Mm. your songwriting changed over the years since you started recording and and into up into this actually new album where I think I read you've even kind of shifted from blues to blues rock even in this new album that you that you're releasing yeah i think there's definitely been a more a sort of a a more development towards um the more rock side of things although it it does have elements of sort of you know americana and and blues and and roots music in there i don't think i'll ever escape that i Mm -hmm. think but um yeah i suppose as far as my um songwriters developed i suppose the more you record albums the more you understand the sort of technical sort of process that's involved um so and that just helps with you to create an end product that's kind of or an end sort of artistic output that's something that's going to be more developed than every time you've done it in the past you know what Mm -hmm, i mean mm mm-hmm it's kind of like you get that sophistication and then like it's the same with songwriting every time you write a new song i feel like i've sort of learned from the past sort of works that i've done about how to better express myself you know mm-hmm. so i feel like yeah it's it's always going to be a development because you know you're sort of refining your craft so yeah it's it's definitely a process that's evolved for me i think do you have a set uh, process or, or style that you uh, like to use when you're writing a song is it or, or more organic than that 
I feel it, it is it is quite organic. I mean, I have like an acoustic in a little studio in my flat, and I will literally just sit and sort of strum away on my guitar, and some sort of riff will come to me that I like, and then a melody will go over that, and then sort of lyrics will form. And it really is that simple for me. I don't mm. believe in any of these sort of you know, songwriting techniques or mm-hmm. or processes that are out there. I feel like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's just a, a sort of organic thing that, that happens, you know. Do yeah. you do you get song ideas that will hit you when you're out about your day and, and you have to you have to pause and, and go sit somewhere and, and uh, capture the the melody or the lyric to, uh, before so you can get back to the studio does it pop like that i mean sometimes i've sometimes i've woken up with a lyric in my head which yeah. has been weird but um <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh, and sometimes there'll be like a phrase or a lyric which will sort of come to me mm. you know mm-hmm. at various points so i always like to keep like a, a sort of notebook with me mm-hmm. um but yeah, so it's funny. Yeah, it's funny how like inspiration can strike you. Like there's one song on the album called Living on Death Row. And I was watching this sort of documentary about sort of um, the, the problems with a lot of drugs in America, mm-hmm. in California in the 80s. And it was mm-hmm. an interviewing this person who was saying like every day was like living on death row. And that just really sort of... Um, hit a chord with me Mm. and that was kind of like an inspiration Mm -hmm. for that particular song so yeah it can do yeah the new record uh broken road is that right uh the uh, the new record is marked man yeah marked man okay uh and that is set to release when so that's out on the 11th of may tell us about that a little bit yeah i mean it's um it's a funny one because I was planning to record it um, a year earlier, but there, but because of all the problems with COVID and everything, yeah. um, I kind of had to be sort of pushed a year later. So I almost wrote two records <laughs> uh, in that time. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I did a lot of writing over the first lockdown in the UK and songs from sort of that. And then, you know, the the time in between recording the album went into it. So I feel that's been good in in a way because it's meant that I can sort of choose the best 10 songs that I I wrote out of whatever 20 or 25. I can't remember how many songs there was. Mm, I whittled it down from. But um, yeah, I feel that's really men that I'll put out a better quality record because of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and then it's just recorded in a sort of um Masterlink production studio sort of in Woking, which is sort of a town outside of London. Um with James Welsh sort of producing it. And yeah, it's kind of like a, a sort of studio in the countryside. So the process of recording was actually a kind of nice little a break from mm you know, city life and everything. Yeah. So that really was like a really good retreat to sort of, you know, get get stuck into sort of the recording process yeah. really. Yeah. 
How did you choose the name for the record? Um, it kind of came about from the idea of um, a sort of a marked man being someone who's kind of marked out by society um, and he's kind of like almost like an outlaw sort of character. Mm. I suppose the, expre- the expression is like a marked man, like they're marked for, like they've got a ransom on their head or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of what it came out from, really. Okay. And that's kind of like the sort of main sort of theme, I suppose, in a way, of mm-hmm. the record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have plans to, to get out? Are things changing? Are you going to be able to, to play around and tour out with this new music? Yeah, I mean, it's all kind of, dare I say, it, pretty normal now in the UK. Yeah, good. Um, okay. uh, so, yeah, I've been doing gigs um, all around the UK, and hopefully maybe I'll get abroad to sort of Europe and whatever and try and do some sort of gigs there. There'll be like a tour to sort of back up the record. And, yeah, it's all kind of all things go at the moment fingers crossed <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, any plans to try to get back to the states well i mean i would love to but um at the moment it's logistically is it's tricky mm-hmm. i'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you um it's it is definitely tricky but um it's definitely something i would look look to do as i do seem to be building a bit of a, a fan base over in the states so yeah it yeah. would be something really good to do i think yeah yeah definitely so we're we're several weeks away from the release of the album itself mm. have, have the singles a few of the singles come out yes yeah, so i've released four singles from the album okay um which are um lost faith uh cruel world uh living on death row and a title track to the album which is marked man which are all on like spotify apple music and stuff like that and um yeah when the album comes out you they'll have physical copies for sale on my website which is benhemming.co.uk so you can pick up cds and stuff from there as Great. well as like my old collection as well my other albums are yeah. all on there too yeah okay and if people want to reach you directly website uh, where else um uh facebook yeah the usual the usual suspects yeah facebook instagram twitter or whatever yeah. i'm 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 on there and um yeah all my music is is sort of on apple music or spotify or whatever listening platform yeah. people choose it's, it's pretty much everywhere try and put it as much places as i can yeah really. right yeah. yeah 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 well we certainly enjoy your music ben and i appreciate you thank you taking the time out of your evening to to spend a few minutes with us and uh, tell no us problem. about what you've got going on and we certainly wish you well with it Great. Thank you very much. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 